Welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. And on today's program, we are joined by our special Music Monday guest, Kara Frazier. Kara came into the scene in 2018 with a beautiful blend of soul, R&B, pop, rock, and also a little bit of jazz in there. Kara has recently released her latest EP, The Deja Vu Sessions, in January of 2021. Kara Frazier, thank you so much for joining us on today's installment of Music Monday. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here today. Uh, first of all, so we are recording this with a few inches of snow on the ground. Uh, we're going to pretend you're, you're live on the scene from uh, your, your spot in Nashville. What are the conditions like from where you are? Ooh, well, let's just say we've seen a lot of people fall on their butt outside. <laughs> Did you video record them falling? I wish because you, you could send it to uh, America's Funniest Home Videos and still win a hundred thousand dollars. Do they still air that? They still, they still air, air that? that? Uh, the, the guy who hosted, he was the guy who played Carlton on uh, French French Prince of Bel Air. Oh, and he does the dance all the time. Yeah, I, I don't know how to do the dance, but he does it. That's so fantastic. That now, nice. That's fantastic. Uh, so, so Kara, that that song that we just played, I fall apart. When I first listened to that, I was like, hmm. That sounds a little bit familiar. And then I realized that is a Post Malone cover on your EP. And I have to say, I think you did a really, really good job with it. And and I think it speaks to the bigger picture of what you're doing with your music. Um, So let's just kind of head it and go into it. We'll talk about Nashville. We'll talk about all that stuff in a minute. But I think your your music is going to be really fun to, to talk about. So your latest release is the Deja Vu Sessions, first of all. Did you realize when you named this, there's a deja vu in Nashville? And, uh, and, and let's talk about this latest EP. <laughs> um, I think I realized that after the fact, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, whatever. It's fine. Maybe they'll play the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but this EP was so much fun. And it's crazy because um, we recorded it in a matter of like, Oh gosh, I'm going to say two hours total. Wow. We had one, one hour rehearsal the night before. Efficient. It was so live that, you know, it was crazy. I had never done anything like that necessarily. So it was um, a big stretch for me to have to be like, okay, any, you know, um, I guess preconceived ideas that I have about what this should sound like, just throw them out the window and just do what I know to do. Mm. Um, so it was cool in that way because you get like that one shot, you know? Um, but I had some of my best friends come and play on that session. And the other crazy thing was it was like two or three weeks right before the pandemic started Mm. that we went and recorded this whole thing. So once we recorded it, I was like, Oh, okay. What do I do with this now? (laughs) Like I was expected Um, to be done this quick. Yeah. So I, and I think a lot of musicians ran into that, like, okay, how, since we can't get together, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. And really my approach was to have um, my roommate at the time, Garrett, he's like my brother. He's 
in my wedding, my bridesman, I guess you would call it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we just like took to the attic at our old house where we have a studio spot. And we were like, man, we've never mixed anything before. I mean, he's done quite a bit of licensing music and things like that. He's yeah. a great songwriter, but he was like, listen, dude, I'll help you. But I have no guarantee of how it'll turn out. <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy, but the label was really cool. Like they sent us all the files and they were like, just have fun, see what you can do in the wow. middle of the pandemic. Um, but but it was cool though, because we had just done another record before that in the summer, the Beach Tapes, which came out right before Deja Vu Sessions. Um, so anyway, it was like a big growth experience and I was excited about the sounds that came from it. Um, like you said, it's like a blend of a bunch of different sounds, but... I wanted to be very particular in the songs that I chose for this project. Um, and so having that moodier soul sound, like on the Post Malone cover, I was super stoked about. Because when I got that, I had seen the viral video of Post Malone, like performing that on the Budweiser tour. Yeah. And I was like so moved by it for some reason. I just felt like at all the lyrics he was singing, like he really meant it. So I remember loving the song. And then um, I sat down on my organ after the label called, they were like, Hey, can you have three songs together in three days? And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just crazy. Cause I just thought about that song and I was like, what would this sound like on organ slow down more mm. like poultry. And so that's how that came about with the uh, other two songs on the EP. Did you write those songs in those three days? Um, so one of them was written like a year before okay. and I put out live a lot uh, words. It started as like an eighties pop synth feel which is so interesting and then slowly it morphed into that more like jazz you know retro vibe um so i'd had that one i wrote that with my friend joseph and then deja vu i did write that like the week of i had wow. started it and then the night before the session i'm like ah <laughs> i have to finish <laughs> this so i called in one of my other roommates sam who ended up singing backgrounds on it and then my then fiance at the time i was like guys help a sister out because um yeah they're both musical and they had done some writing and singing and everything so we finished like the verse together and then we have the song and then quite literally the next night we go oh I guess it was two nights before that we finished it next night we're at rehearsal next day we're at the session so the whole thing was That's like pretty fast a whirlwind but it was really fun though does that make you consider maybe you'll do that for your next EP is just have everything ready and instead of uh, recording everything in a slower process, just bringing the band in there and just killing it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this time around, I'm being much more methodical with the song choices and with the sound. Um, I've done a lot of sound exploration through my career. Um, I started releasing music in 2018 and it's really morphed a lot, but I have a very clear vision of what I want the sound to be and what I want the visuals to look like. So while we are going to do the very like Motown-esque, all the greatest players come in and like do your thing on it, you know, come up with parts as you're there. Um, it's also going to be a little more thought out and not so like just show up and let's see what happens. Right. So I'm, I'm stoked on that. So um, it just gives a different vibe. You well, know, how do you describe your sound? Huh. So I always like to think of it as like... Um, pop leaning but very organic with some retro sounds mixed in you know I, I love classic 70s soul um those big like singers um the big diva voices you know Aretha Franklin and Etta James 
Um, but I love the jazz leaning stuff like Amy Winehouse and um, Sarah Vaughn. So for me, it, yeah, it's just that blend of that organic pop with the retro soul. And um, I'm excited because I, I'm really planning to have a little more fun, if you will, you know, like on this next record, um, which is in the process of being made now. So, yeah. So with with your 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 latest EP, the Deja Vu Sessions, you have uh, you have words, you have Deja Vu and you have what we played at the beginning. Uh, I fall apart the Post Malone cover. Um, what was your favorite of there to, uh, you know, the recording process was fast. So you didn't have a lot of time to play favorites in the in the studio with that. Uh, but as you were developing this product and, and and these songs to be released, what ended up being your favorite out of the three? My favorite was I Fall Apart. It's it's nice. I like it. I, I like you. it. What, what is it about it that you would probably just hit play and start with that one versus your other two songs? Sure. I feel like it gives me room to really sing. Mm. Um, whereas the other two, it's more like regimented, if you will. But I love singing live and anytime that I have some more space within the production or like whatever the instruments are doing more simple, the better, mm. because I can be more creative with my vocal choices. Um, and also, I just think it's a really well written song. And I loved our arrangement of it. My good friend, Matt Chancy, his stage name is Chancy Land, but he's like, you know, the best electric guitar bass player around town. Um, for what we do. And so when I brought it to him, I was like, listen, this is the idea, but, you know, make it into something really special. And he was able to do that with chord choices that he changed and make it kind of that postmodern sound. So yeah, that's just, it's really special to me. And I, I was proud that, you know, it's like you, like you said at the beginning, it's like people can hear it and they're like, I think I've heard this before, but <laughs> so, you know, to me, that's like a cover done well, in my opinion, is something where it's like, oh, that's totally that artist, you know, doing their own thing on it, but you still know it's like a great, well-written song. Yeah. So. I have, a, I have a question based off of what you just said. You said he's the best in town for what we do. And that's an interesting statement in, in Nashville because uh, yeah. while there's a lot of things going on, there's still like this this blanket of, you know, country music is still the dominating factor in Nashville. So um, we'll, we'll get into how you got to Nashville in a little bit. But before that, what is it like being in the space of this uh, pop with a little bit of your soul mixed in, in a Nashville type environment. I actually think it's awesome. Um, it gives me room to be like, you know, that niche artist. And it, it makes me like, accept that I am that if that makes sense, because there's not as much pressure or competition. It has grown so much, though. Um, yeah. The thing that I notice about um, the pop and soul community in town and the jazz community included is it's very collaborative. And so I've made some of my best friends in my whole life being in this music scene. Mm. And yeah, I mean, it's just cool because you have so much talent that oftentimes is not utilized. And to be able to give these people who are so freaking talented in that space, like the opportunity to come and sh use their skills. Um, it's pretty cool because I've had a lot of my um, musician friends that say like, I do the country thing because it makes me money because it is the dominant genre <laughs> in this town, but it's cool. It's like, 
you know, um, it helps give them more drive and like passion with what they're doing when they get to cross over and do like a different genre. So when did you uh, realize you wanted to make your career as a musician? I was 10 years old, no doubt. Yeah. um, I mean, I knew as young as um, seventh grade that I wanted to do this. And I actually asked my mom and dad, I said, can I be homeschooled? I mean, like, who does that? <laughs> back on it, you know, all the, the jokes that go with that and all the stuff. But um, I just knew, like, I'm wasting my time at public school every day when I mm. could be singing and practicing. And so I just loved it that much. Like, I would sing three, four hours a day sometimes. Wow. And, uh, it was pretty great. And I, I miss that so much, you guys. Like, adult life is, like, ugh, such a trap. <laughs> you know, you just yeah, want to do all, things the that The only time you, you get to sing is in the car. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but totally. That's, like, um, I was really young. And, and I'm excited to say that I have just stuck to it, no matter what it brings me. I'm, like, I'm just doing what I love. And I'm honestly happy, and I'm having fun. And that, you know, that wasn't always the case. I... During quarantine, I know a lot of us had that soul-searching time where it's like you're asking yourself, okay, what do I really want? Am I where I want to be? And for me, it was like, man, I just, I'm not enjoying this anymore. And I wanted to learn to love music again and it not be this like really hard, you know, um, grueling task every day. Um, And so while it still is a lot of work, I've just realized like the importance of of loving what you do. And if you're not loving it, you got to take a step back and, and, you know, eliminate the things that are making you feel, you know, not so great about it. Yeah. And and I think, uh, I think we're very fortunate to be in a city like Nashville that absolutely um, grows that mentality and, and really allows it to, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon for uh, people in the artist world, whatever art they're doing to have two, three, four jobs and then they're this, this still this, this huge national presence in the music scene, and yeah. and they're in in Nashville working a couple jobs to make that happen. But Nashville definitely allows that to flourish. What, what's been your experience with the kind of environment that Nashville brings? Man, it's awesome. I mean, I te- like you said, you you have to have two, three, four jobs. I teach voice lessons as my um, part time gig, and then the rest of the time. I normally would be performing. I was performing <laughs> three days a week, but hey, wow. we all know how that goes. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing because a lot of the students that I teach, they're my friends, they're my co-writers, they're musicians that I've used on sessions. So yeah, I, it's just like, the, like you said, they just embrace the creative entrepreneur lifestyle. And I love that because I love being my own boss and I love having creative control over what I do. And so this city has been so good to me. I mean, I, I plan to stay here for forever if I can, you know, I just love it. (laughs) Yep. I don't know about you guys, but this is like my forever home. I feel like, well, you, you came from a pretty good place before you came to Nashville. It was definitely warmer there. I don't know if they have snow right now. It was was actually named after Nashville. Uh, It was named after a Nashville resident too. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I didn't even make that connection. So you're from, we'll give it away. You're from Jacksonville. Um, so what was that transition like and, and how did you discover Nashville is the place you want to be? Sure. So when I was 18, I, you know, moved out for the first time. Um, I was living with my mom. Um, and it was like crazy. I, I went straight to Belmont 
And I, I had dual enrolled in high school actually. So I was only at Belmont for two years before I graduated. Wow. Um, yeah, but the, that was the only school I applied to. And I just knew I wanted to be there. I originally got started in the music industry, um, by a guy named Dave Mack, who he's retired now. Um, but he was A&R for Elvis during his whole. Mm, that's, why that, that's why that name sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and he's the sweetest man. He now is retired with his wife, Shirley in North Carolina, but one of my dear friends, and we still catch up every now and then. Um, but he really believed in me from the start. And here I was like 11 years old. I'd been taking lessons for like a year. And um, my voice teacher, Chris Rowe, you know, she, um, she and Dave really helped me to see like the vision that I could move and mm. I could pursue my dream of being a working musician. Um, so fast forward, when I was 16, we did a Kickstarter uh, campaign Wow. Which I haven't done one since, and I won't because it's <laughs> work and pressure, but it worked out. Um, so we raised $10,000 from just like people that I knew locally. That's fantastic. It was pretty amazing thinking back on it. You know, you don't realize when you're that young how big of a deal that is, but it really was. Um, and that allowed me to come to Nashville when I was 17 and record my first EP with Nora Wilson. Um, he's since passed away, but he's just the sweetest legacy, you know, that anybody could leave and very good guy. So he worked a lot with like Kenny Chesney and Charlie pride and those country guys that yeah. really put a stamp on, on the genre. But, um, anyhow, so we did this Holy P and at the end of it, it was like, just funny in a way, because we realized I am not a country singer, and I'm <laughs> but it was a cool experience. And, you know, I got to record in Barry Hill at a beard studios. And, um, so that was really my first, um, glimpse into what it even looks like to go in a professional studio and work with, you know, A-lister players. And yeah, it was a crazy cool experience, but so yeah, then I ended up moving here, um, the following year. And at Belmont, I didn't do really a whole lot of, you know, besides like writing with friends, I was more focused on my studies and trying to get through audio class, which was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> what did you uh, study at Belmont University? Um, I, so the first day, I, well, I got into commercial vocal program. And then the first day I was like, nah, nah, man. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I switched on the first day to music business um, and the only reason, I mean, it's a great program, but they were like wanting me to start over as a freshman oh. and I'm down with that because I'm always like, okay, future, let's go. I want to get out, you know, to the next place. <laughs> yeah. And I knew I just didn't want to be in school for four years again or pay that bill. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I did music business and like, honestly, that, that was the best choice I could have made. I believe that to this day, because when I got out of school, it allowed me to get, like this corporate job that I hated, you know, surprise. But anyway, <laughs> I saved up money the first year out of school and then I had my savings. And that's when I like left that job and started working as a uh, vocal coach. And I was making a record like on the weekends and at night, you know, and um, anyway, so yeah, that's kind of my journey of moving to Nashville. And now here I am, it's like, I've got these three EPs out and I'm, you know, about to start on my next record and, it's just, yeah, it's been exciting so far. I, I think the, the cool thing, we had talked about this before the show, you're in a very interesting part 
of of the, like the Nashville, Middle Tennessee area. It's a very unique place. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I, I'm super jealous because you can walk to an Oscars taco shop. That's what I'm most jealous about. Uh, what is the area that you are in and, and what is the environment like there? Yeah, so it's West Haven, a.k.a. West Haven Colt. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful neighborhood and my husband and I are saving up money for our first house. And so we're living here. Um, it's amazing to be in a place that's like family oriented and everybody is really nice. Um, the, the crazy part is we found out and I hope nobody from West Haven listens to this. Nah. But we found out that it's a very um, swinger-friendly neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so, which, hey, whatever floats your boat. But, like, <laughs> we, it's funny because my mother-in-law has been going on um, to these Bible studies. And one of the women told her, like, hey, if you see a pineapple outside of someone's door or on their porch, it means that they're into that. Wait, so wait, wait, oh historically, gosh. do you know what the pineapple means historically? I don't. Please uh, so, so it's actually uh, for very wealthy people in the 1800s, uh, they would put a pineapple or in England, they'll put a pineapple out as a sign of hospitality, as a place of peace. Wow. So like, hey, if you're if you're a traveler or a stranger, you can come and stay here and there's not going to be any problems. So historically, mm -hmm. a pineapple is a sign of hospitality. OK, and that's pretty. Cool. These, but, but now it's extra hospita yeah, uh, hospitable. Yeah. <laughs> you get a le little extra something. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I was in West Haven, um, just to hang out, there was this uh, like moon cycle that was going through in the in like uh, I think it was like a harvest type moon, but it was rising over the horizon very slowly. That was the last time I hung out in West Haven. Nice. Yeah. I bet that was beautiful out here because, you know, we've got that big lake out in the front. Mm -hmm. Now there's a fire pit that you can sit at and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a beautiful. Do you, do you go down to the Natchez trays pretty often? Well, actually, um, we did our engagement photos out there. That's oh, great. cool. Yeah, it was great. And that's really the only time, um, that we've been out that way, but I would love to go and just hike there. You know, it's, it's really beautiful. It's absolutely incredible. So uh, while we're kind of on the topic of what's around in Nashville, um, how long have you been in Nashville now? Let's see. Yeah. Seven years now. Wow. So what are some of your favorite either things to do, places to eat? Mm -hmm. um, we can even mix coffee shops into this. Um, where are some of your, your favorite places around town? One of my favorite coffee shops is definitely Frothy Monkey. I love the downtown Franklin one. It's so cute and quaint in there, and they just have really good food. Um, yes. Oh, okay. If you guys haven't been, there's a place called Sunda in the Gulch, and it's like new Asian fusion. It nice. is so good. It's shareable, so like you, you know, go with a few people or whatever, and just order different dishes. But oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like a big sucker for coffee. I mean, I spend half of my life savings on coffee, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even regret it. It's fine. Um, I like Portland Brews coffee a lot. Yeah. And, you know, that just holds a lot of memories for me in college, like studying at the one on 12 South. Um, yeah, there's a place called, um, oh gosh, the name's escaped me. Oh, Adele's, which is yeah. also yeah. Cool. super good. 
Um, for, for venues in town, I know we, you know, hopefully 20 later, 2021, we're getting back into some live performances. Uh, are are there places around Nashville that are really special to you venue wise? Yeah. I love the back corner. I don't know. Have you guys been there before? I don't think so. Okay. It's like Germantown area next to fifth and Taylor. Okay. It's a really awesome venue. It's like beautiful in there and the acoustics are really good as well. Nice. It, yeah, it doubles as like a nightclub, obviously not during this day and age, but it used to. <laughs> um, and they would have a DJ that would come in and like do these really cool things. Um, but I, you know, I've played like the high watt and then exit in rip. I'm so sad about that. Yeah. Hopefully they, I don't know what's going on with that, but I saw that they were having to sell it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just love you know, some of the little venues around Franklin as well. The Franklin theater is cute. So that's, um, a dream of mine to go play in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I'm just excited also for the five spot because there's this thing called Sunday night soul. Mm, yep. That is amazing. Um, the host is Jason Eskridge and, uh, he's just incredible. And all of my friends, you know, will go and play there and, um, Sometimes I'll get invited to do background vocals or do like a solo. So I miss that probably the most out of all the venues. I mean, mm. that was just very like, you know, everybody get up there and do your thing in, in the style that we love. So I cannot wait for that to come back. Yeah. The five spot has really taken advantage of the downtime. They've upgraded all their stuff. So mm-hmm. they're going to be a, a once live stuff gets back into the swing of things. Five spot is going to be a very competitive and, and a very, very sought after venue. Yeah, it, may yeah. Beca- it, may, it may become a world renowned yeah. type venue with the stuff that they've done with the live streaming yeah. capabilities. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. You guys, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So uh, let's let's uh, get to your music again. Um, with Deja Vu Sessions, you have a, a title track, Deja Vu. Um, what is the a little bit behind uh, that song? And then we'll, we'll listen to a little bit of it here in a minute. But what's what's the kind of uh, the theory behind the Deja Vu Sessions in general and this title track? Sure. Well, so when I wrote Deja Vu, I had no idea that I'd be putting it on this project. Like I said, I mean, the label called and I was like, well, I just started this new song and had to finish it. But what I realized is because the whole concept of that EP is very like retro leaning, I thought like, okay, it'd be cool to name it that, you know, like kind of you're having that like throwback moment or like you're reliving experiences of music you've heard before. Um, and I've always been fascinated by the idea of deja vu. Like when it happens to me, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And I, I get it quite a lot. So I don't know. If one <laughs> me. I'm like, maybe I need some therapy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's anyway. all the coffee that you've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yes. Um, but so yeah, when I um, was writing that song, I really just started with like um, that cool guitar lick and, and it felt really dark to me. And so I wouldn't even say it's a personal experience. I would just say I wrote it from like, I'm, I'm kind of um, writing it as a different character, if you will. And I, I love like my next single coming out in June is very much that way where I imagine myself as like somebody from the sixties, like a scorned woman or like, you know, (laughs) being in like a toxic love or relationship. And I think a lot of my, um, 
personality doesn't necessarily reflect like that toxic love like I'm sad kind of a thing but that's the way that I like express those feelings that I have whether it comes from a personal experience like that or like something I've seen somebody else go through in the relationship and so that's kind of how that song came about was just like pouring all of the I guess yeah that that feeling of like um angst into it and that's how it came out kind of dark yeah yeah. Awesome. Let's take a listen to it for a minute and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the sound. Touch my skin. I'm already giving in. We've been here a thousand times, but never will. It's a little too late for my mind to change, and I know it's not right. We still make the same mistake. It's, it's hard listening to a lot of this music because it makes me l- miss live experiences so much. And it makes sense now hearing that and then you saying you guys did that live. I feel that. I 100% feel that. Um, I, I see that song being played yeah. with like a James Bond type scene <laughs> where James Bond yeah, like is walking, like walking into a bar to meet a girl. Like that's what I like vision that All song. Right, we're making that movie. That's done. <laughs> <Heck> yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I really love, love the sound of that. So um, what is, is, is this going to be and, and I know Nashville is a place to keep finding your sound and discovering your sound. I, I, I love that sound. Where did you end up? with that is that going to be more of your final form for sound because i know people just continue to develop it or are you still in that stage where hey i'm still experimenting a little of both i think i'm going to borrow from that you know um but i just like i said i want to have more fun on this next record yeah and um offer some something just a, a bit different um so while yeah, like my next single is kind of more in line with that, but it's got live horns on it mm. and strings and um, saxophone, and so it's like that that style. But um, yeah, I I just the next stuff is going to be a little more upbeat, if you will. Um, I mean, let's face it, I love ballads, so there's going to be a ballad <laughs> on it, maybe two. But anyhow, so yeah, I think I'll borrow from that, but. You know, I don't know. I I've never been that kind of an artist. Which hey, maybe this is not a great thing. Maybe it is. I don't know, and I don't really care. But <laughs> I don't like to sit in one place and think like, oh, everything I do has to sound like this now because that takes the fun out of it for me. Sure. And if I'm doing the niche thing anyway, I'm like, dude, I'm just gonna have fun and make whatever sounds I want to make. Um. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> so what does the rest of 2021 hold for you? Yeah, definitely. It's weird even hearing 2021. Like for a minute, I'm like, is he right? And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's almost March. Yeah. yeah. What is happening, guys? Um, so I'm writing a ton. 
now. I definitely have like, you know, kind of expanded my um, list of people that I want to write with, but I've been a lot more particular this time around because um, I have such that specific like vision and sound in my head. I just did a really cool um, photo shoot and video shoot at the House of Adora, which I'll send you guys some photos from that. It was very retro themed. So I literally felt like I was in the 60s or 70s, all the outfits, you Very know, the cool. hair, makeup, um, the props, the the space. I mean, this girl, Beverly, has just transformed this place and it's near Portland Brew yeah. in East. Um, but everything in that house is vintage. So mm. anyway, I think that, yeah, 2021 is going to be sick because the visuals are going to match the sound so well. And oh, it's definitely great. the strongest content that I've created because I had my team with me. And I, you know, every single player on this team was strong. Mm. So it's going to be really cool. Like I'm, you know, I'm like just ready to get it out there, but I also know I have to chill. <laughs> and the music made first. So, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, of visuals, we're going to uh, play out with your music video for words. Uh, so, so talk about why, uh, I mean, words is a, is a, is a great song, uh, that we'll play here in a minute, but talk about why did you choose words for a music video? What was that process like? And what is the song about? Totally. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to be transparent about this because why not? Um, I filmed that in like 2017 and it was actually for another song. Oh, wow. um, it's a song I never released because I felt like it did, it wasn't true to the sound that I was wanting. Um, so I ended up recycling, if you will, that, that, um, footage, but I thought it fit so well because it had the soul train vibe and it was like, you know, just really retro looking and all the colors, the pinks and blues and purples, yeah. this, her sparkly jacket. But really why I loved it is because, um, it aligned so well with the reason why I wrote words. Mm. Um, I wrote the lyrics on that. Um, my friend Joseph wrote the music. But for me, um, that song was like just setting myself free from some of the things that I had happened when I was younger in the music industry. And um, it was really a way of me like celebrating like females supporting females because two of my friends are featured in that and they're beautiful and like, you know, all inside and out. And all of us um, in that video, we just we look very different, but we also there's something similar about us. And I think like for me, it's like us being united in um, knowing that as a woman, like you don't have to take some of the things that, you know, culture says that you do. Um, and things have surely changed since that was all recorded. But yeah, I just remember feeling a little stuck in the situation I was in. And so that was really my anthem of saying, like, I want to get out of this. Um, and and the part that is the most transparent about this is like my I look very different than I did back in 2017. And I almost didn't share it because I thought, oh, I don't want people to see me this way, whatever. You know, stupid stuff that your brain tells you. You're not good enough. You didn't look good enough, whatever. But I, I finally said, screw it. I'm putting it out there. And I just celebrated who I was at that moment. And I also was celebrating my friends and who they were at that moment. So, yeah, it's really special to me, actually. Did you know that uh, yeah. Soul Train was actually recorded in Nashville, uh, I think, for four or five seasons? No, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it was recorded, I believe, in the News Channel 5 building. What? Yeah. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we, we play the music video, where can people uh, follow you and follow you on your continued journey with your music? Sure. Um, my favorite platform is Instagram. So that's at Kara Frazier underscore, which is in my handle here. 
Um, and then on Facebook, it's Care Fraser Music. I really, I post the most on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but beyond that, Spotify, like follow me on there because that really helps. Um, I'm on Apple Music. I'm on all the the places wherever you want to listen. Oh, I just made a TikTok. Nice. So, oh, yeah. very cool. How's that <laughs> been so far? It's been good. I need to get on the stick and like create covers. <laughs> but yeah, that's the goal. When I have my own studio spot, is I'm going to start doing covers weekly because I love doing covers. So yeah, that's awesome. And TikTok's a great platform for that. So we'll make sure to see you on there. But Kara, thank you so much. We're going to play the music video here in a second. But thank you so much for for joining us today for Music Monday and, and sharing your story with us. Thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. All right. So here is the music video for Words with Kara Fraser. Say the word. 